Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC, and with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, El Robles. Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, so, so something happened in our in our Zoom recording where we we had a glitch and it kicked me out, and Edward saw me frozen, and I don't know, it was it was weird. Um, so we're doing this all over again. Um, I'm not we're not trying to repeat all that we said because we wait, we said way too much. Anyways. My dumbass bought FIFA 23. My re- my recommendation, uh, wait till Black Friday if you really want it, um, because it's essentially FIFA 22 just with new cutscenes. Um, so new cutscenes and basically a new sticker, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so not worth it. Um, yeah, uh, I I think I, we were well. What we were saying was the last good FIFA. Um, I I said 13, but then whenever mentioned 16 and 17, I actually kind of agreed. But, uh, Seventeen was pretty good. The only thing that that was there that maybe I didn't like too much was the journey, because uh, I thought the journey was stupid. Because um, there was no consequences. To you, never, you never, you never, you never like the journey. First, the first off, there was there's no there's no consequences. Like I can play bad and the storyline still stays the same. I can play good, storyline stays the same. No, there, and then also it did nothing if you if you spoke poorly. Like when you were interviewing, mm-hmm. like there was real, like nothing happened if you were cocky or arrogant or, uh, or like a good teammate. Like there was no, there was really no benefit. Like it was stupid. Like I don't know what's the point of having like Instagram follow or Twitter followers. It was just, it was just dumb. Like, I mean, I would, no, okay. No, cause I, the, 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 I guess, uh, essentially a version of the journey that I liked was, was SmackDown versus Raw. Oh, that was, that was an awesome one. When you can create your own character and and do storylines. I mean, eh, well, I mean the storylines. Oh no, because I mean there were some storylines. If you lost your match, you lost the match. So, yeah. well, I hate to say, I hate to say it, but on that one, you have to hand it to Two K. 
Yeah, nothing on them. Back to the back down versus Raw was not 2K. Um, well, when it first became 2K, yeah, it was THQ, but then they became 2K. 2K sucks. WWE 2K. I mean, mainly because I just I I I still don't get the controls for WWE 2K. SmackDown versus Raw, the controls were very simple. Same thing with like. Um, if you played uh, Day of Reckoning, which was essentially SmackDown versus Raw. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, shoot, freaking even uh, SmackDown, uh, all the SmackDown games, the, the controls were very, it was the same thing. Uh, and then you played WWE 2K, and it's like the controllers are just are confusing. Like I, That's all I gotta say. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. Um, man, I, you know, I, I do miss SmackDown versus Raw. <laughs> Those are fun games. All right, so instead of FIFA, you should, you're going to get SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah, I'm going to go and try to find <laughs> a, a, an old SmackDown versus Raw game that's still usable. <laughs> if not, then I just go do the toothpaste, the toothpaste trick. So, so the scratch. Is- oh God, I remember that toothpaste, the toothpaste trick, and the alcohol trick. Toothpaste trick, the alcohol trick, blowing into the cartridge. If you mm-hmm. if you owned a, a Nintendo system. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was the life. The life days. Of, <laughs> those days. Oh man, that was that was a trip. But but yeah, man. So enough about video game talk. I know obviously you guys are here to listen to us talk about soccer. Um, so we have actually loaded, but not really loaded episode. Um, we have obviously kind of like a yeah, um, it's a very. I was going to say it's a very sorrow kind of uh, podcast today. Yeah, it could it definitely at least for the headline portion of it. So we do have a very big headline. If you guys uh, obviously we'll get to it, but it's a pretty big thing that happened this past week. So we're going to only talk about that because um, if it doesn't feel right to do any to talk about anything else when you when you mention this topic, uh, we are going to do our 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 recap of the U.S. men's national team. Uh, see how we feel. Do we feel, you know, all that stuff about, you know, this was the last friendlies before the World Cup. So we'll go ahead and break it down. Um, and then we're actually going to preview Liga Mackey's playoffs. Liga Mackey's playoffs. Um, you know, the reg- we, we told y'all last week it was decision day that, uh, this past weekend. So we got where everybody's going to be at. Um, looks like it's going to be a fun, fun playoffs in my opinion. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously give you guys game, some games to recap a game that I'm, very excited to mention. I'm not going to mention it now, but I'm very excited to mention it at some point. Uh, players of the week. Uh, give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend. Um, it is decision day at the MLS. And there is some women's international play that are happening. So we'll let you guys know some interesting women's games that you should go ahead and check out. And wrap this show up with a three up, three down on movie sequels. So I'm sure, I'm sure that's, you know, I'm sure everyone has some, some interesting movie sequels that he finds. Good or bad. So. Oh, yeah. So we'll get to it, man. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with headlines. This break was brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience from horror genre all the way to biographies. Audible has it all. Make sure you guys go ahead and use the link audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. Go ahead and get yourself a 30 day free trial. Once again, thank you to Audible for this sponsor break. 
And we're back. All right, guys, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. Um, because the reason why I'm saying that is A, because we, we want to get some, some followers in there. And two, <laughs> um, we are doing a run your pool challenge for the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Um, it, it, run your pool is a website where you can create challenges, whether you want to do a pick em type league or a survivor pool. If you guys do that, you got to try to keep making correct predictions. If you don't, you get eliminated like, like I did. Thanks to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, no one, no one's holding a grudge on that. Um, but yeah, so it's a real fun, it's a fun website. Really cool. They've partnered with Belly Up Sports and they have uh, partnered with us to do this run your pool challenge that we're doing, which is a FIFA World Cup challenge. It is not a survival pool. We're just going to do, try to see who's good at predicting the group stages right now. And then once we get into the knockout rounds, we'll keep going, going until the final, obviously. So the winner of our, our challenge, obviously me, Edward and Spencer cannot win it because, um, we're not Jim Halpert. Um, and it can only be us. Um, <laughs> but the person with the best score will receive a jersey of the country that wins the 2022 FIFA World Cup. And from what I'm hearing right now, the heavy favorite is Brazil. So, I mean, who ain't going to yeah. say no to a Brazil jersey? I don't know why Brazil are the favorites. I have my thoughts on that, but we won't get there until we finally get to our, our prediction episode. But, yeah, so make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you do so, it is literally our pinned post. Um, that's on our, on there. So it's the first thing you'll see once you go into our page. So just go ahead and follow the instructions and enter for a chance to win a jersey. And also be on the lookout if you keep following us because if Tottenham, if, if Tottenham in some way finds a way to win a trophy this season, I will be doing another jersey giveaway at the end of the season. So is, is it going to happen? Who knows? I have my doubts, but obviously because that's why I made the challenge. Have I have your doubts. You have more than doubts. I, yeah, I, I highly doubt they're not going to win. Exactly. That's called doubt. <laughs> no, no, you have more than doubts. You have like this untapped certainty. Yeah, because I know Tottenham's not going to win anything. <sighs> so, all right. So yeah. So once again, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. But all right, we're going to get going with the headlines. Obviously, if you guys know anything. Obviously, this was so massive that it got to CNN. So, in Indonesia, there was a match between Arema FC and Persibaya FC, which over there in Indonesia are the two biggest clubs in that country. So, in in their own way, they're they're classical. They were having um. So, in, if anybody knows anything about big matchups like that, obviously you're going to have a lot of people in the stadiums. Um, and I understand that people. It's something that people can't grasp, but unfortunately, it's more than just England or, you know, South America. You know, like hooliganism is predominant in everywhere. Like it's just what happens. You can even say that in, in American sports has that same issue. So you're yeah. going to be on the lookout when you have that, you know, it's a big game. You're going to probably have a little bit better, a little bit higher up on security because of the, those factors coming in because of how big of a match it is. Um, and unfortunately, this match did end in a tragedy. Uh, I, I don't even know who won. Frankly, that's not even the important, that's not even important in this, in this scenario, but, but it ended up 
there was some fights going on in the out on the stands. Um, you know, police tried to get involved. Um, it ended up ended up going into the field, and yeah, it just you know, police were you know shooting tear gas, spiraled out of control. It, yeah, it just they lost control of the whole situation, and it, you know, obviously people you know, people are running on the field, people are falling, trampling, being trampled. You know, which obviously leads to them not being able to breathe. Um, and for as far as I know, over as far as we know, there's over over three hundred injured, and probably the minimum one hundred twenty five people dead uh, from from this. Um, and what what actually like I guess what started is like the police tried to contain by shooting tear gas, and of course that made things worse. Where you got people who were getting trampled and basically smoked at the same time. So I, my thing is like I'm wondering like if there was any children whatsoever there. Oh, like prob- that. probably. Yeah, and that, that's what makes me like you know even sad. Where it's just like, damn, you know, like it just to me it's not like a sense. Yeah, and and and, and before we get to like even little further things about it. Because uh, obviously, you know, people are going to be talking about like how it's crazy that there's still people that fight in, in at soccer matches and and like I said, hooliganism is just it's going to be part of the soccer culture. I don't, I'm not trying to like be like I don't approve of it. I think it's you know frankly stupid that there's a person that feels obligated to fight uh, someone from the opposing fan base. But there, there's a thing. Uh, you know, crazy enough, I was I've been watching Welcome to Wrexham. Obviously, I told everyone I was going to watch that show when, when yeah. it came out. And um, one of their most recent episodes actually touches up on hooliganism. They're, you know, they're talking about the Wrexham fans that are hooligans. Um, they actually interviewed one of the hooligans for Wrexham who's, who's banned, who's been, who has a year banned from the stadium. Like he's not allowed to go to the games because he's a hooligan. Ironically enough, his girlfriend is a cop. Um, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got to watch Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but. But, you know, they were kind of touching up. It, they, the whole episode was basically dedicated to hooliganism, like how it started, um, what is it, how it came to be. And, like, there is a, some sort of gang affiliation when it comes to sports. And, and don't act like, I don't, you know, someone's going to think I'm crazy for saying that, but it, it really is. And, and like I said, you can, it's not just Europe. And I know, obviously, one of the bigger examples that got really a lot of attention was not even it's with actually this year when what happened with Querétaro against Atlas, um, and they have hooligans in those sports as well, and, you know, in, in in Liga MX as well, and you know how that ended up leading to. So it's it, like I said, like it, it's more than just one region, and and like why I'm saying it also happens in America. Like I know there's going to be some pure, some people that were shocked to hear that, that but like you know. Kind of, you know, recently what happened with the Houston Astros, obviously when they got caught in the cheating scandal, like there'd be days when I remember when me and my family, we were flying to LA to go visit my family there that, and I remember Heidi decided to wear an Astros jersey on the plane to LA. And I was telling yeah. Wendy, like, I don't know if that's a good idea. And she was like, why? I'm like, like LA hates the Astros right now. Yeah, and she was like, "You think they're gonna? You think a, a game is gonna? A sport is gonna affect these people too so much that they see someone in an Astros jersey?" 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like it, it really could be that bad. And I mean, shoot, when the Dodgers came into Houston, there was fights breaking out in the stadium. There was fights breaking out outside the stadium. And it was literally because, you know, people were so mad at the Astros for cheating. <laughs> and, you know, like, I get it. What they did is wrong. But like, you know, like kind of something that I've always tell Edward, like, well, I, well, I tell Edward a lot, like, if it doesn't affect me in any, like, the Astros cheated, okay, yeah, that sucks. But like, in any, in some sense, like, I still have to live my life. Like, the Astros yeah. cheating doesn't, doesn't really affect me. It doesn't affect us. Yeah. So, I mean, we are the guys that say, come on, guys, it's just a game. Like, for the violent part, like, obviously, like, if El Salvador, if El Salvador ever somehow finds their way in the World Cup, I'm going to cry. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you'll do more than cry, but I, I'm gonna. What, what's more than cry? What do you do more than cry? What, what's more than crying? I, I have no idea. That's what. That's the day we'll find out. What's more than? I just want to know that. I mean, I cry when the Astros won the World Series, <laughs> but like, I don't fight for my club. One, I'm not. I wouldn't be the best fighter. So I mean, that's that's one ever <laughs> given. You, you one, if you put me in a gang fight, I'm I'm walking away because I'm I have no chance. Um. You know, so, I just, so basically, if I get in a fight, just basically I gotta pray, and ho- I mean, hopefully everything goes well for me. I'm frisky. I can. I can <laughs> You're scrappy. You're scrappy. I'm, I'm you scrappy. I mean, one v one, I ha- I I might just just fall on the person and just use the weight that ever shames me for. Dude. But I mean, like in a mob fight, like I I, was, I saw a video, like one of the clips that they were showing um, at Welcome to Wrexham of, of like these these hooligan fights this, a dude like flew into the scene with a kick like he like, I mean, they, like they literally like ran like it was like a scene from from you know the Chronicles of Narnia when they were like running down the middle of the field to like fight you know and I was just yeah. like the dude literally like flew in like karate kicked this dude and I was just like, yeah, I don't think I would want to be there. <laughs> Can you imagine just I mean, hanging out with the boys and then next thing you, know, you guys are walking down and walking down to like a clear uh, green pasture and then you see a, te- the, a group of guys are for like the other team and you're like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's like a scene of Braveheart. <laughs> Damn. It was like, Jesus Christ, man. But yeah, so I mean, hooliganism is just going to be a thing. People are going to fight at games, especially when it's like big rivalries. Um, like for instance, this these two teams facing off against each other, which like I said, they're the two big team the biggest teams in, in Indonesia. So you know, that happened. I think obviously the big issue is the fact that like they clearly didn't do take the right didn't follow the right steps to handle this situation any better. And and honestly, I still don't know what they could have done to to make th- things less worse. Um, I really don't, but I mean, I don't know if you want to have like a, like a security guy on each, uh, each like row of the, of the seating to like walk over and pull the two people that are fighting away. I, I like you, then you're just getting more and more ridiculous to the point where you're going a little bit, you know, mil- militant when it comes to these games. And I don't think that's, that's going to make things any better, but, um, no, yeah, it was just, it was just crazy to see all that happen. And then obviously when you think of like, this is the largest soccer disaster. Like now, now it's a, you know, obviously because 125 dead, that, 
that surpasses, and obviously if you guys know anything about like history, um, this surpasses 1989's Hillsborough incident, which is what happened with, you know, the Liverpool fans that went to Hillsborough. They ended up, you know, they overfilled the stadium. And then, you know, 96 Liverpool fans ended up passing away. Um, and if you guys, that's why they, they honored the 96. If you, if you guys didn't know about that, but that's the reason why is because of the 96 Liverpool fans that passed away. Um, and now this is now this incident has now become surpassed that. Um, and, it, yeah, there's, I, I, I mean, it's crazy to think that, you know, it, it was going to surpass, but, you know, it, it, I don't, my thing is, and I don't know if you can think of anything ever, but I don't know if there's anything that you could have done to, in preparation to of this game. Mm, honestly, I can't, I can't think of anything that I would have done in preparation. Because I mean, pretty sure the the fans weren't prepared for that. Pretty sure the police weren't really prepared for that. And that's the whole point of tear gas, which is not what they should have done. But yeah, I think that's still needed to be done. That's definitely the agreed on that. Like I think, and some of the articles that I've read, like some of them even said, like, yeah, tear gas is probably wasn't the right thing, right way to go. Um, I mean. I don't know if they want to take a page from Liga Mekis and having like full SWAT teams on the ready over there, which I guess they kind of did <laughs> over there as well. Cause obviously they had tear gas on the ready. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like in some sense, Indonesia did have like the proper parameters to cover. Maybe they just needed like a plan. And I don't, and I think when, once things get like escalated, when you see a couple fights happening in the stadium, like, you know, it's like where do we go? Where where do we go first? Kind of thing, um, and it's just it's just you know, it's unfortunate that it ended up going into the, it ended up getting into the field, and right. and yeah, it, it ended in 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 this in this in this the way the way it ended it just it, it it sucks. But and and now people are kind of questioning whether or not Indonesia is capable of hosting the U twenty World Cup that they're going to be they're the ones set to host for this coming. Uh, U20 World Cup. And of course, they've also made a bid for the 2023 Asian Cup. Um, and, like, I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to say take it away from them because I don't, I, I think, I, I think, I think a lot of countries can say they could, that, that this could easily have happened to them as well. Um, cause I mean, shoot, look, look what happened in, like I said, look at it, well, look what happened in Mexico. Um, so, like, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's just unfortunate that it happened. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't really even describe, like, the feeling that I'm wanting to express because it's just, uh, I would not, I was, that's something you would not think of running into or hearing about. No, yeah, I thought it was. Well, I got it. I got the notification through ESPN, and you know it's big when ESPN talks about soccer. So <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was like, and "Yeah," and I saw like over 125 dead, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Um, and if you want to get some perspective, I believe that stadium was like a 36. 
I think the crop, the, the, they announced that there was like, I think they said there was like, like a little bit over 36,000 people in the stadium. So yeah, like, like 125 that were, you know, obviously confirmed at least, at least 125 dead and then over 300 injured. So that's like, that's like 10% of the crowd. If I'm doing math right. Uh, I'm not going to do the math on that right now, but. It, that's a it, you know that's a good ratio you know what I mean. Um, no, yeah, it's, no. Un- it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, and the worst part is like there's family members of you know, this person's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go you know go watch this match, and and they're never gonna be able to see that person again. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I just didn't didn't um. Uh, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't sit well with me. Like how they, like it, it just reminds me of like the, the stuff that happened in Querétaro and that lesson. Like I said, like my main concern is like the kids. Like, mm. it, it, is it possible that the kids made it out? If was there any kids at all whatsoever? Like, if, you know, that that's my main concern. That's always been like the concern. That should be the concern for the authorities, the people that are in charge of this, like the league, <clears throat> you know, um, safety always first, but it's like, I mean, dude, like, come on, if a, if a kid dies trampled, like, and when I mean a kid, I'm talking about like, hell, it could have been, it could have been a, a guy who took his kid to like his four year old to a game just because, you know, Hey, it's my favorite team and they're playing. Um, and I want to watch them. You know, like something like that. But mm-hmm. then for them to never go back home to their families, like, uh, this is, ah, this is rough. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, when, when, when I, even something that happened here in Houston, like, you know, which was the Travis Scott concert, um, you know, that, 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 you know, it hit more, it hit, it hit definitely us more because it was, it's close. It was in, it's in our neighborhood, you know? I mean, it's not yeah. really in our neighborhood, but it's, you know, actually, weirdly enough, it's like a few. So you, you just go down, go down the freeway and you're, and you're there. So, but, you know, there, there was children there and it's, it's like, it's, it's just like, they're just there to go see a game or go see a concert. They're, they're there to see their favorite artist or their favorite, you know, their favorite team. Their favorite player, um, and 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 that's and, you know because of you know people that are so strongly you know strong with their you know beliefs in this club that they're willing to fight somebody over it, and and like I said, like this game, there's so many beautiful things about this game. The how it you can unite people, but like it's but those it's those those things right there that's like. You're really gonna fight somebody over a game, and, and I know the running joke. I'm Salvadorian. We got in a war over over a soccer game. It's not very true. There was other things that led up to the game. It just led things. Led, there are certain things that led up to this to that war with with Honduras. It just poorly timed that it happened after a soccer after a soccer game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy that that like a guy can't wear a jersey of his club because. And it's almost like gang affiliation if, if yeah. you wear a different jersey. And it's just like, it shouldn't be like that. Um, but it is like, and, and, and unfortunately that's how it is sometimes. And, and it's like, 
army wishes that like that person that decides that wants to fight, you know, like, you know, like think, think who's around you kind of thing. You know, like I get it that you don't like that this person is wearing that jersey, but like, what are you telling that kid that's maybe like a few seats down from you, you know? Yeah. Like, what's the message that you're trying to say? Like, that you're this grown ass man and you let this, this game affect you in some, in, in a, such a negative way. Not like, you know, like I get, you know, I see, I, I love seeing the people that get emotionally, emotional about the game as far as like joy or, or happiness. Even as, you know, people that get sad, like you know, when I get my sad moments when, when my teams lose. But like, I never feel to fight somebody. Like I don't, like if I see somebody, like if I go to a Dynamo game and I see a guy in the FC Dallas jersey, I'm not gonna go fight the guy in the FC Dallas jersey. No, I mean I'll probably talk trash. I'm a trash talker. That's what I do. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go fisticuffs with a guy over a game. You know, because that's at the end of it all, that's what it is. It's a game. And I don't think. Yeah, you but, should... but some people, but some people don't really see that exactly. <laughs> and that's what it is. And it's like the, the weirdest thing is I never want to be able to go to a, a stadium and think that. I could die if I go into this game. Right? Exactly. Like, you just, it puts you in your, like, especially, like I said, like, you know, you have, like, me having my kids, think about it, if I want to take them to, like, their first soccer game, you know? And then, then next thing you know, it's like, oh, well, I can't anymore, you know, like, because, you know, things are been getting out of hand recently. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just, uh, you know, just something. It's something that really it bugged me a lot, especially because from one, you know, you know where I go play, and that happens a lot. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at Swiss, it's, it's and mind a- you, and it's, and it's and it's recreational. It's not even like pro or semi-pro. Like it's recreational, so we're not getting paid. We're literally there to play like we pay to play like you know mm-hmm. so then for people to be like to that to get to that point where they just want to beat the crap out of you and the next thing you know it's like maybe one guy might take it a little bit too far and then just go haywire and just like kill somebody over it yeah you know? I mean like yeah, kind of what Edward's referring to and it was like one of our so the team that we that we used to play for um, I don't know. Apparently, we might come back. I, don't, I can't tell you. Um, but because I, I don't know, I haven't heard from Miguel. But uh, you know, one of our last games in Division Five, uh, which was weirdly enough the game that we were playing against. Uh, some people said it was our rival team. Um, I guess maybe I, I, I never viewed Amigos as a rival, not because they're they're good or bad or anything like that. It's just. I think for me, the robbery was that one team that, well, weirdly enough, where we started the season with a fight. Um, yeah. Uh, um, that was more of a bitter yeah. rivalry than anything else because those guys were. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Um, but with Amigos, I think it was just because at that time we were the two good teams in the league, um, which isn't really saying much because we were in Division 5. But, um, you know, we were playing this like super intense game because the winner was going to win the league. It was literally, it went yeah. down to the last game of the season to decide who was going to win the league. And so we were yeah. playing this game. Yes, it was intense because, like I said, there's, there was a lot at stake. Um, and there's these two guys on the team. 
I want to say okay. The one guy, I mean, I get the guy that 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 uh, the guy with the new from, with the Newcastle jersey. He 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 gets heated, and I get that. I'm not saying that. I don't think like, but he's a cool guy. I mean, I've gotten to talk to him a few times. He's a real cool dude. Um, but the guy that I wasn't particularly fond of was the older uh dude that liked to play a little dirty sometimes with you. Um, and he ends so you know. We, you know, one of the guys on our team, he sold the ball from him. And obviously this was like the final minutes of the game. So that basically sealed the game. And this guy essentially like double, like slid with both his feet and, you know, to, to trip, to, trip, to, you know, have this guy fall. And so the thing that bugged me was the fact that this kid, this, the person that was on our team, he was, he was a minor. He's a high school student, you know? And I was like, you know, that's a kid. That that's what pissed me off. But I didn't get in the fight. I'm not. I didn't fight anybody. But that's what heated me at least. And um, and obviously, then one of our teammates who's a little bit bigger, you know, ends up, you know, testing him and puts him to the floor. And then things went crazy after that. And uh, yeah. So the the guy that that guy, I mainly didn't. I didn't care too much of what he did because I was like, at that point, the game was over. You weren't gonna. Like you stealing the ball back wasn't going to win you the game. I think you were down by two goals anyways. But mm-hmm. for you to resort to like, you lost the ball and your, and your solution is to like sl- go in with both cleats on the guy. Um, yeah, that didn't sit well with me. I'm glad that that team, you know, the, 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 our, you know, amigos ended up moving on from those two guys. But the other yeah. guy wasn't too bad. He just, you know, obviously he came in, tried to stand up for his teammate, which kind of was hard to do that because clearly what he did was dirty. Um, but, but yeah, so it's one of those things is like, come on guys, this is a rec league. Most of us are just playing to lose weight. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like it shouldn't be this intense. Like that's the thing with me. Like, yes, was it a fun game to be a part of? Yes, it was. It was so, it was fun to be that intense in that intense of an environment because let's face it, this is the highlight of our, <laughs> this was the highlight of our lives. Was this oh God. this reckless soccer match <laughs> where we don't even play in a full stadium because none of us can run that fast? Oh, <laughs> we can't dude, run for that dude. long. But dude, dude. was it a fun game? Yeah, it's it's fun to you know be a part of games like that, especially where at the age that me and that were in. But when we see people trying to fight, and and weirdly enough, it was younger people that it. I don't know if you noticed that Edward, but it's usually the younger people that are trying to fight each other. Um, I'm just like I'm just trying to finish this game so I can go home and ice myself. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to get into this nice bath. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, bro, I got work in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm barely gonna be able to walk as it is. Oh fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I I think it's one of those things. It's just like. And I, well, I can't really say anything. The guy that went for the the, the two leg slide was freaking definitely older than us. I mean, the man yeah. smelled like cigarettes. <laughs> I was like, "Dang, I'm getting tobacco just by standing next to him." <laughs> like, but but yeah, it's just like one of those things. Like, it's just a game. It literally that's what it is. And I and I hate I hate saying that sentence because like people use that when when I start complaining when when my teams lose. They like, oh, go come down. It's just game. And it's just like, you know, like, let me be, but it, 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 it I, I, I know it, it really is just a game. Um, but I will say like, it, it 
Um, if I were to say to like, maybe if they were to do something differently, maybe make sure that there's not opposing fans in the, in sections next to each other. I mean, I, and it sounds stupid to say that because obviously there's fans, there are some fans of, from the opposing team that aren't like that, but maybe, and, and you know, you can say that like in Liga Mekis, most, well, uh, unfortunately the way that ended was because someone found a way to get through the gates. But, yeah. um, usually they, 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 they keep the fans of the opposing team away from the fans of the, the home team. So they, they have their own specific section. That's like, that's where they're staying at. That's where they are. And they even have like a full police escort so they can get out safely. Um, so maybe they should have, maybe, maybe they should have thought about doing that. But obviously you don't know who's buying your tickets. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so that's like the challenge. But I don't know. I think I think there could have. Maybe you have. It's like the thing that sucks is I don't want to say get stricter because then that just ruins things for the fans. But unfortunately, like maybe that's what you have to do now, especially if Indonesia wants to retain their World Cup, their World Cup status. You know what they're having with the World Cup, and obviously they're they're trying to get a bid for the Asian Cup. Um, so. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe they have to become a little stricter, and and maybe this is going to be a lesson for other country, you know, other countries as well. Like maybe we maybe we need to start tying things up in our in our in our stadiums. Yeah, you're right. And then, like I said, I mean, I think maybe maybe uh, they probably weren't expecting that. That, uh, that to come through, like the, the whole, everybody just to come rushing the stadium, um, you know, people getting trampled. So they didn't know how to react. You can tell, like, they, they didn't know what it was. You know, like, they're just, they, they're just there. Like, they're just like, yeah, they're that's trying, kinda... they're trying to rectify the situation, which I, I agree. I think this is one of those things where it's like, I don't think anybody thought that this was going to happen. You know, like, same thing with what happened with Querétaro and Atlas. No one thought that, that was going to happen. Um, uh, you know, Hillsborough, bringing Hillsborough, that happened in 19, 1989, like, no one thought that was going to happen. It just, it's just one of those things that it just, it ended up happening. It's unfortunate. It, uh, it led with casual, it ended up leading with casualties or, or, you know, casualties or people that were like completely, you know, were harmed, but like maybe near life threatening situations. And it was like, you don't plan for those things. Like you, it's hard to plan for those things because it's, you know, when you do, when it's like when you do risk management. Um, I, I, I and in some sense, we all have done like risk management. You know, like oh, we go to the beach. Well, okay, how do we prevent sunburn? We bring sunscreen, right? Or you know, we bring a tent for shade. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. but like, you know, get 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 bitten by a shark. Like, <laughs> like you know, that's one of those things. Like. There's like the least of likely of scenarios to happen. It's not like, and you may have said it out loud when you were planning for to go to the beach and you're like, well, that's not really going to happen. And so maybe like when they were planning and preparing for this game, you're like, oh, you know, what if a giant, you know, a giant mob ends up, you know, running down the field? It's like, ah, I don't think that's going to happen. And so like, you know, it hasn't right. happened, hasn't happened the last few rivalry games. I don't think it's going to happen now. And then, you know, just, it just happens. It's, it's one of those things that just ended up happening. Um, you know, the crazy thing is like, if it wasn't for like the amount of people that ended up dying from this, from this match alone, 
I don't think anybody would have been talking about it because, like I said, hooliganism is a thing that is ha- that happens everywhere. Like it takes something huge to get attention. Like similar to what happened with Caretero and Atlas. Like that was so massive, and you know maybe social media did you know come into play for that as well. But it was so it, that was so bad that you know it was like not even the sports you know media outlets were. We're not only covering it, but freaking CNN was covering it and kind of similar to what happened here with Indonesia. Like you have CNN talking about this because obviously it is not, it's now not just a, something that happened at a game. It's something that happened, you know, with humans, which is weird when I'm, as I'm saying that, cause it's, it's a sporting event. Of course, there's humans there, but, but like when things get to that point, that's when the attention comes to the game. But like, like I said, hooliganism is something. And I'm not trying to say that that's literally what the cause of it was, but like clearly there was a lot of ruckus going on that led to the police having to react to it and shooting tear gas. So like clearly hooliganism in some way did play an effect to it. And it's something that's going to be, it's in everywhere. Everywhere has hooligans. It's unfortunate that that's what it is, but hooliganism is very prevalent in all sports. Like I said, is even here in the U.S. in football and baseball. Can't really tell you basketball because I don't really know basketball like that, but I'm sure in every sport there's always there's always going to be that group of hooligans. Yeah, I mean, what was that movie? Um, Greaser Hooligans. Yeah, like that. That pretty much sums it up, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, it just we, we probably didn't. Okay, so we probably didn't see much too much of this league just because it's not one of the major leagues that is around the world now if this were to happen in like Spain, England, you know, of course it's a tragedy a lot of people would have not known about it They wouldn't because this wasn't like a televised event all around the world, this was just pretty sure in Indonesia now if it's a big EPL game, Serie something that's televised all around the world you best believe like everybody would have been just like devastated. Maybe they would have been checking on the players as well. And that's one thing we don't know either. Yeah, exactly. So obviously thoughts and prayers go to all the, all air to all everybody that was affected by, by this tragedy. Um, even though I'm sure this is like one of those things where people are just tired of saying thoughts and prayers. Well, I mean, this isn't, this isn't something more frequent. Obviously like gun shootings is like the one that everyone gets tired of saying thoughts and prayers, but, but obviously, you know, people went to go watch a game and, you know, it, it, it ended in, in, in a way that no one thought could, would ever happen at a soccer game. So, so yeah, thoughts and prayers to everybody that was affected. Thoughts and prayers. All right. So I'm going to try to, try to segue into this without, without being weird, but I don't think there's any way to do it, but. All right, it is time for our, our breakdown of the U.S. Men's National Team. Obviously, we had the final final friendlies before the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, so we won't see these guys play again. So they are in Qatar against Wales. Um, this U.S. Men's National Team breakdown is brought to you by True Classic Tees. True Classic Tees, man. If you're like me, there are certain shirts out there that just don't fit right on you. I'm talking to you, my fellow big guys. But with true classic tees, man, it's just 
great material, and overall, it covers that beer gut. And you know what? I love it. I love it a lot. It's a great, it's a great company. Highly recommend it, man. Um, if you use the code Belly Up Fantasy, you'll get yourself a sweet discount on your purchase with True Classic Tees. Thanks again to True Classic Tees for being a partner of Belly Up Sports. Yes, All right. Sir. All right, Edward. So, the U.S. Men's National Team, man. <laughs> so, their first game of the friendlies, which Edward mentioned in the last episode, was a 2 nothing loss to Japan. Um, and then they end their their friendlies before they go into the World Cup with a nil-nil draw against Saudi Arabia. Which, by the way, these are two World Cup teams. These two teams have are qualified for the World Cup. Um, in total, in these games, the U.S. men's national team had a total of 11 shots and two shots on target. Those two shots that were on target came from the Saudi Arabia game. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing that. So, uh, Edward, um, how do you feel? <laughs> I mean, if this is if this is gonna be what's gonna be. I, I, I'm not comfortable. I'm not. I'm not exactly. Um, I'm not exactly. <clears throat> how do I say this? I'm not exactly comfortable with where they're at. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, I kind of. I, I. I said this in in the last episode that. Um. Obviously, I'm not a fan of Greg Bohalter. Um, in any shape or form. Uh, and this is one of those things where, you know, you see the call-ups every time. You have a striker right now who is killing it in the Bundesliga yeah. with a team that no one expected to be on top of the table. I don't know how long it's going to last, but they're at least in the top part of the table. And it's definitely because of how he's been leading that front. And you choose not to call him up. And, and what, and I, and I have nothing against Jordan. I mean, uh, uh, Ricardo Pepe and, and Jesus Ferreira and, um, and Josh Sargent. But, you know, Pepe, he just, he just got, he just went over to a, a new club because he's on loan. I, I understand why you call up Jesus Ferrer because obviously he's he's doing so well for FC Dallas. Um and then Josh Sargent, who's actually doing really well right now at, at, at Norwich. Ricardo Pepe is you know, as much as I like Ricardo Pepe, is the one that make that makes the least amount of sense to be getting called up when you have PFOC who is hot in form right now to come in. Um you know, yeah, I think I think the big issue is obviously you didn't have Musa who could play. I think that was a big loss for your midfield because um, he's definitely a very creative person on the field. I think he's, I don't know how you feel about, about Yunus Musa Edward, but I do definitely feel like him, his, he was definitely missed on the field. Um, well, that back line, I mean, dude. I'm just, uh, I, I think you're, you and me are probably thinking the same exact thing. Like we're, we feel kind of like not ready for it. This dude, this backline. Like if we do not have, if we if Anthony Robinson is not at left back, we are so screwed. 
like Sergino, like Sergino, like Sergino. Yes, he can play left back, but he is better on the right. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Like Sergino Dest and Nancy Robinson in our, are our fullbacks. He's you know Robinson at left back, Dest at right back. They're two really good creative players. Uh, Dest can be hit or miss sometimes defensively, but that's why you got guys like Walker Zimmerman to help clean up for those guys. And also, you know, Tyler Adams is there to cover for them in the events that they push up for the attack. Um, but I swear to God, if I see Aaron Long one more time on the field, <laughs> I, I'm going to lose it. I, I, I've, I've been for a halter out for since he's been, since he's been hired, but like, what is it about Aaron Long that you're like, yeah, start him? Like I get that John Brooks just came, just went to a new club, and he I, like I don't, I can't tell you because I don't follow Benfica, but I mean I don't know where his form is at, but like it, it, it and it like okay, so Taylor Twelman, Taylor Twelman, right? You know, ESPN analyst for you know in soccer and all that, former New England Revolution, played for the U.S. Men's National Team, all that, blah blah blah. But Taylor Twelman, he said it in Football Americas. If you guys don't know what Football Americas is, is a the show that Hercules Gomez and uh, Sebastian Salazar have for ESPN is kind of like a podcast too, if you will. Um, so they were talking about, you know, with the U.S. men's national team. And, and the thing is with me is like, Brohalter is so dead set. And this is what Taylor, they are like, I'm, I'm, I'll say what Taylor Swarman said, but after I say this, Greg Brohalter believes that his system is what will make, what is what's going to make the U.S. men's national team good. Like he believes in his system more than he believes in the players. Um, <laughs> Damn. And the and the reason why I, I'm mentioning the system first, so everybody knows, is because he wants these guys to play in his system. Like his system is what he thinks is going to work for the team. The thing is, his system does not work for these players. His system requires a goalkeeper that can play with his feet, which is which scares me because that means that he's going to choose Zach Steffen over Matt Turner, who I think everybody can agree at this point that Matt Turner is probably our better goalkeeper. Not saying anything about Zach Steffen, but Matt Turner is the better shot stopper. True. But he can't play with his feet. Right. And I get that. But, you know, Fun fact, what are goalkeepers supposed to do? I mean, you're pointing out the obvious over here. <laughs> apparently, apparently, Greg Brohauser hasn't figured that out. <laughs> but, but like, and then playing through the back, like, okay, Walker Zimmerman, like, I like him as a defender. Um, obviously, you know, we, 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 we try to get him to give us a shout out for, for the 100 episode, but, and he is a good defender. Like the fact that I rather have him in the at center back over any guys that are playing in Europe right now is just telling you how good of a center back he is. Like this guy could play in Europe. Like he can compete in Europe. Like he's that good, but I'm not one of those guys that likes defenders to be my creative player. Yeah, you're right. Like, and, and and this is someone that used to play defense. Like my my mentality as a defender was just F it. Someone's out there. Like I didn't even look where I was kicking the ball out. I was just trying to get rid of the ball. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, F is someone's there. That was literally my mentality as a defender, especially when I played center back. I really didn't care if I was passing it to a teammate. I just wanted to get the ball out, especially because I'm, I'm tired defending. Like, there's a point where I'm like, I don't even care if it goes out of bounds. Like, I just want to get rid of the ball. Yeah. Like, um, there's this thing, there was this, uh, TikTok I saw. And, uh, um, <laughs> it was, uh, so it, I, I guess they were like probably like they had five minutes left or maybe like a few seconds left of, uh, of time. And he's like, he's like, hey, wait kick the ball out, kick the ball out. And then like, he does like a little trick, like around the world real quick. Then he just shoots the ball all the way to the other side of the field just to waste time. I was like, well, I was like, I guess that's something, you know, that, that a defender needs to do. That sounds kind of cool. Actually <laughs> does like a quick around the world and then kicks it out. Yeah. What a flex. But, but yeah, so like for me, the issue is that I don't want, I, I really don't care if a center back's creative or not. Um, a fullback could be creative, but that's because obviously they're gonna they're gonna center they're gonna do some centers every once in a while. Um, but your center backs, I mean, they're just there to clean up the play, just clean it up and, and clear it out. Give it to somebody that's more creative. That's that's what at least what I think what a center back should be doing. I just know Aaron Long yeah. ain't in. Um, like you could have had you could you could have put McKenzie, you could have put shoot anybody. I, I frankly don't care. Just not Aaron Long. Um, I, I I don't know if like some people were like maybe if Chris Richards was 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 called if Chris Richards was healthy maybe he would have started. Frankly, I don't know because Burt Berhalter seems to ha- like his guys and stick with his guys. So and apparently and oh my god that that one clip of Aaron Long just giving it to that Japanese player was just like I was like <laughs> you're like I had it you're like I had it. Um, I'm like I I woke up early to watch this game. That was what I thought. I woke up early to watch this. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought because obviously this game was like super early in the morning. And, you know, so I was like watching and I chose to watch this while I was driving to work. I, I was prepared to risk my life to watch this game. <laughs> and, and this dude here. I was, just like, like, I was prepared. I mean, to obviously, I'm not life. watching the game. Like, once I'm at a red light, I'll, I'll take a look at it. But, like, I was listening to the game, uh, you know, but I was just like, I'm really, I'm really like taking time to like listen to Aaron Long pass it to an opposing player. Um, but, but like, so what Taylor Tillman was saying was like, you don't like with, with a, with a club, you can, you can build the club around a system because obviously you can do transfers and get guys that fit to your system, right? For a national team, your players, Dictate the system, and when yep. when Taylor Twelman said that, I mean, I was like, "This guy's a genius." <laughs> I've been watching Grove Berhalter for so long. I'm like, this dude. And you didn't know what the hell to say. I was like, this man, this guy's spitting. I was just like, "Oh my god!" And it, it, it's like frustrating because it's like everyone. Things like that is like it's not about your system; it's about the players you have out on the field, and like these guys don't play through the back. And like, how many times have we seen freaking the U.S. men's national team try to play through the back and then fall apart when the team presses high? That's yeah. all, if you want to know, okay, England, if England, Wales, and Iran, if you want guys want to know how to beat the U.S. men's national team, just press high. 
press, I press it. Just freaking try to frustrate the center backs, and you and you'll get the ball, and you'll score a goal. It doesn't even matter if Matt Turner is a goalkeeper. Like it, it, Matt Turner cleans up a lot of the mistakes that this that this back line does when they try to create through the back. Yeah. Because obviously it's this obviously <coughs> honestly, Japan could have been a lot worse if it wasn't for the fact that they had Matt Turner between the sticks. And so So that goes it tells you like who are more who are more creative players? Yunus Musa. I want to say Weston McKinney, but I'm going to be honestly a little bit biased when I say that. Um, but Yunus Musa for sure to me is like the most creative player. And weirdly enough, I used to believe Tyler Adams was our most important player. I'm starting to think that Yunus Musa is our most important player now. Damn. And it's because like it was clear that his creativity was missed on the field. Okay. Like it's very clear as day. Um, you know, it was unfortunate to see Gio Reyna had to come out of the game because of an injury um, as well, but I, I feel like at this point, at least this World Cup, maybe he's got to come out the come out the bench because I think I think Brendan Aronson has done everything to prove that he should be a starter uh, for the yeah. men's national team. Um, the fact that you didn't call up Timothy Weah, the fact that you didn't call up Jordan Pifok, those are the two ones that really does bug me that you didn't call up. I mean, John Brooks does bug me, but at this point, I know that just Kirk Baralter is just not going to call up John Brooks. Like, he, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say he's our best center back because I think Walker Zimmerman is our best center back, but he's at least our number two. Yeah. <laughs> so like, cause the other thing is like the other, the, the other young center back. Well, if Miles Robinson was healthy, I would say he's our number two center back. But, yeah. um, John Brooks is definitely like he should be at least in the top three. Uh, and the rest of the guys, they're just young. They're young and raw. You don't really know what they can bring. But because, you know, Chris Richards has this, his size, that's the reason why you, you still take a flyer for him because of his size. Um, yeah. and he's young. Aaron Long is none of those things besides just being tall. Uh, and so like, there's no potential in him. He's in his 30s. So, I mean, like, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I think, I, I think Greg, Greg Bohalter will be the reason why we don't get past the group. If he's so, oh. dead, if he's so dead set in his system, I don't, like, Greg Bohalter will be the reason why we don't get, we don't advance to the next, to the, past the group stage. Uh, I, I really don't, I'm starting to have more and more less faith that we're going to get out of the group. If we get out of the group, it's because like one of our play, one of the guys that just say, screw it. I'm just going to take over this game. You know, like F the system. I'm just going to, I'm just going to play our, like play to what I can play. Um, if that happens, maybe we have a better shot, but like England, I'm not entirely sure we can beat England. Not after the way we played. Um, cause I, if Harry Kane presses high on you, I don't know. Wales. I was kind of leaning towards we could probably draw against Wales. And I mean, freaking who's the best guy at pressing? Harry Kane. I mean, freaking, uh, freaking Gareth Bale with his speed. Yeah. Like, sheesh. Um, Iran, Iran could be frisky, honestly. I'm just going to say that. Apparently, if you just press high on the U.S. men's national team, anybody can win. So, yeah. So, I mean, if if Greg Berhalter still believes in the system, like if he if he somehow like maybe listen to Taylor Twelman, and, and he got that same epiphany that I made, 
Um, maybe, maybe he, maybe he can change it. You know, obviously, whatever. We still got to wait to when the roster drops and see who he's taking to the World Cup. But Greg Berhalter will be the reason why we don't we don't make it past the group. Because he, <laughs> if he believes in this system, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to go far. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Because I mean, <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> I mean, shit, you're right, and you agree with him. It's it's a the way that he I guess you explained it that he said it was very um, smart like he he uh, analyzed it you know and like like on the other side uh, freaking everyone's favorite American Alexi Lawless <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you just you just you just <laughs> everyone's favorite everyone's favorite like Alexi American. <laughs> Uh, Alexi Lawless, like the thing he always ends up saying in his podcast, uh, you know, uh, his State of the Union podcast, he always says that, like, when people ask him about questions about the U.S. men's national team, that it's not about the best players, it's about the best collection. Um, weirdly enough, the best collection is our best players. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think Ironically. he says that just because he doesn't want to say what he really wants to say. I read, I read. I read, um, I think it was, I forgot who it was that said it, but I, I, I thought you would kind of like hate it slash like it in a way because he literally was like, okay, you know what? I miss the days where we would just pass the ball, the ball to Landon Donovan and he would just score or like to Clint Dempsey and he would just score. Like he was basically using, Dude, he was saying that, that he, Bob Bradley literally like saw kicking and streaming and was like, oh, let me just get the ball to my best player. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bob Bradley, like the guy that people say that, you know, maybe should lose his job at Toronto FC right now. That guy. <laughs> that guy's strategy was, let me get the ball to Landon Donovan. And look, guys, I hate Landon Donovan. Everybody knows that. It's not, it's not shocking. That's why but I, I know. He, That's but I, like. I know he, he was one of the best players for the U.S. men's national team. I just didn't like the whole way he ended his career because, you know, being petty. Yeah, the fake, you mean the fake, uh, the, the fake, giving the multiple retirements, the multiple retirements, and then, then him being mad that he didn't get called up, which I'm like, bro, you, you literally have not been part of this call up for the World Cup. Why would you think you were going to get called up? So I will say, if, if I could trade anyone from that 2014 team, I would definitely have traded Mixed Descaru for, Landon Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> I yes, I would have called Landon Donovan for the 2014 World Cup. Who was it? Like, I may hate the guy, but I know he's good. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, so I read this. I just can't remember where. Like, I, I am legit. Like, I am. I'm trying to. Yeah, but apparently, me. apparently, Bob Bradley is a genius <laughs> because his, uh, his his strategy was literally. Get the ball to Landon Donovan or, or Clint Dempsey. Yeah. Which, if that's the so, case, then get the, I guess, who, get the ball to Christian Pulisic and Brendan Aronson? No, I mean, the thing is, like, you, you're comparing, you know, two U.S. greats. I, I'm sorry. I, I know how you feel if I call Landon Donovan great. But, I mean, I know Lennon Donovan's great. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discrediting his, his playing ability. I just hate him as a person. Okay. 
So, but you're comparing Brendan Harrison and Christian Pulisic, which I feel Christian Pulisic is there. He just doesn't have the exact same team to build around him because it, it was before it was like Clint Dempsey's team, like they built around him, and he could pull something out of his ass. Same thing with Landon Donovan. You know, the other thing Christian is Pulisic, though, Christian Pulisic, Christian Pulisic, it, it, like he's good, but he hasn't been able to come out swinging. Like he, like all of a sudden, just do like his, carry the team on his own. As much as we want him to. Like I don't, I don't know. It. I don't know about that because I I remember that that game when when he came when he came off the bench and he scored that goal. So yeah. So but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Christian Pulisic, no, but- he's an instant game changer. He's got that dog in him. So I mean, I get what you're saying. Like you know what what because Dempsey and and Donovan were very well established. But you got to remember the other thing about the U.S. men's national team from back in the day. That team was gritty. Oh yeah, they play. Yeah, they were legit. They, they, this they is legit now like now. that new soccer now. Like this is the new soccer. Like these guys want to be European, but forget that they play in the Concacaf. Um, yeah, and, and that's like honestly, like the games that they played on the road. It's like they forget what Concacaf is. The the teams from back in the day, they understood Concacaf, and so they played in that Concacaf style. And yeah, they played a little gritty when, when they played against certain teams. But you know what? That grit is what made the U.S. men's national team the U.S. men's national team. The thing is, it's trying to teach these young new players like a new advanced, the new current style of play of soccer, but also still remember that grit. And most of these guys, unfortunately, just don't have that grit. Um, except Musa. Musa looked like he was pretty gritty when he was playing in El Salvador. But, um, yeah, like these guys are—they're they're, just—they don't have that grit. That's the only, re- the only thing that I will kind of say about this new U.S. men's national team is they're just really not that gritty. For Concacaf, yeah, Con- we're talking about Concacaf grit. We're not talking about—I don't—I can't. Yeah, we're not. We're, I mean, we're not talking about—we're not talking about uh, Sunday league gritty. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, definitely not that. <laughs> we're talking yeah, about that's Concacaf. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, they're not Concacaf gritty, like that. That's like the missing thing. That's the thing with those other U.S. men's national teams had, and they they did have players that that you can build around Clint Dempsey or Landon Donovan. Sometimes both of them when they were on the field, uh, when they were both on the on the field together. But yeah, I mean, Chris Pulisic definitely could be that guy. But it, I I think I, like I said, I stand by my statement. I think if if the, if the U.S. men's national team doesn't advance to the group stages, it's because of Greg Ballhalter. Yeah, because if he believes in the system it, and and his system is flawed, like I mean, like I said, if if no one knows, all you have to do is just hi, press high on on the U.S. men's national team, and you're gonna win. And I've had I've said this thing I've said this way too many times at this point. Like I've said it, I said it, I said it in the 2019 Gold Cup when I was there in that little the little blob of white, you know, <laughs> at, at at Soldier Field in Chicago, like. As soon as you press high, which that's what Mexico did, they were going to find their, they were going to, all they needed to do was just find their opportunity and they were going to score a goal. And they did and they won. So like literally the, the, the Achilles heel to the U.S. men's national team system would consist of creating from the back line is pressing high because this back line is not creative enough. Like if Greg, if Greg Barhauser, like if he wants to really make this, the system work, 
You gotta play through the midfield. You gotta play exactly. through the midfield. And 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 we were talking. We were talking about this that the U.S. does not have like we, me and you, we talked about this that we we admire that they want to play from the back. They want to reset. They want to play from the back. Boom, boom, boom. You know, amazing, great. You know, the thing is, we have good defenders. We have good center backs. But they do not have the dribbling ability for that kind of play style. Not even that, but just, I mean that as well. But like they just don't have like the vision and the timing that a midfielder who definitely would have those features, even the dribbling exactly. feature, would have. Shoot, even Tyler Adam has that feature, <laughs> and he's a defensive midfielder. But yeah, like, but that's that's Tyler Adam though. Yeah, and it, that Tyler Adams' job is not to be doing. Like I said, when I played center back, and Edward can tell you because he's 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 watched me play center back a few times now. I literally yeah. have effed someone's out there. Yeah, he's always like, looking for that open space. Like if I have time to make a pass, then you know I'll do the, the you know the creative the creativity all that crap. But when I'm just trying to get the get rid of the ball because I'm tired of getting pressured for like the last five minutes, I'm just. <sighs> Exactly. Because weirdly enough, one of the things that frustrated about our team was that they were trying to play from the back because their their argument was we're not fit enough to move move the ball around. But I'm like, yeah, but I'm not trying to pay. I'm not trying to play from the back either because we're not yeah. fit enough for that either. Exactly. But yeah, so so I guess this is the the question I should ask you now. Where are you right. with the panic button? Me? <laughs> um, are you hovering on the honestly, panic button? Are you not touching the panic button? Are you, are you? Have you already pressed the panic button? Look, I'd be lying. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't hovering the panic button. But yes, I am hovering the panic button. Yeah, I think I think where I'm at, I'm, I'm like looking at the panic button. And like just after watching this game, I'm like, hmm, yeah. And then when I see Jordan Peacock score goals, I'm like, ah. <laughs> There's like still like a slight hope that Jordan P like you know it's funny, like I could be saying all these things about Jordan Peacock and then he gets called up and he doesn't do anything. <laughs> I mean, that's still that possibility. But I'd rather take my chances with a guy in form than a guy that well, Aaron Long just just came back from an injury. That's like the crazy part of all this. Um, but yeah. like I said, like I'd rather take a shot with a guy, especially when you know, like the thing with the US men's national team with their with their with everybody viewing that the, that the striker position is like a, a a massive need right now. And it's like you see a guy that's literally performing well. If you're looking at everybody, the guys that are doing well for their leagues right now, and, and those yeah. guys are Jesus Ferreira, Josh Sargent. Jordan Pifar. and nothing against Ricardo Pepe, but you, you're you know he's he's in a, he's in a new team, he's in a new league. He, he recently scored a goal, uh, yeah. So like he's still trying to figure out his form in that new club. So I don't right. I don't know I don't know if that's going to give him enough time by next month to be getting ready to go get called up for Qatar. Whereas you got a guy like in Jordan Pifar, who's the reason why his team is where they are. Yeah. Like, you're right. You're right. I'm just like uh, freaking over here. You're having being, te- you're being. You're, you're I'm being getting epiphanies from Taylor Twelman. 
So I mean, like, <laughs> you're like, listen, you're like, listen to me, people, because I've got epiphanies. I'm literally like, I'm the Lisa Simpson meme in the in the auditorium. Oh man, <laughs> you know what? I'm about go. to make a meme. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely hovering. I'm just like you, Edward. I'm hovering on that, um, around that, uh, that panic button. Cause yeah. there's a lot of concerns. But hey, maybe well, we'll see if we should press the panic button or not when when we see the when we see the roster. Yeah, after after we see the rosters, that's when me and Edward will go ahead and do our prediction episode. But um, but yeah, so so we're yeah, so that is our our U.S. Men's National Team breakdown. We're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with. Our preview for the Liga Mackey's playoffs. This break was brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. Go ahead and check it out. From NFL to NASCAR, Fanatics has you covered. So go ahead and check out the link on our bios at insert name FC on Instagram and Twitter. And go ahead and get yourself some shopping brought to you by Fanatics. Once again, thank you for Fanatics being a proud partner of Insert Name FC. And we're back. All right, Edward. So, they got Mackey's regular season is now over. They're going to take a little break and then they're going into their playoffs. So, actually, I think they might just go right into the playoffs. I'm not entirely sure. I should probably look that up, but that's on me. All right. So, the top four teams that are guaranteed a spot in the quarterfinals are in first place, America. Second place, Monterrey. Third place, Santos Laguna. Fourth place, Pachuca. Okay. I forgot Santa Laguna was a good team. <laughs> nah, nah, they're good. They're good. No, they're really good. I, I forgot about yeah. it's because I haven't seen Santa Laguna in such a long time now. I know they were like in the mm. final. They were in the final against Leon, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So I know the one that Leon won, but but yeah, I know, they had that young goalkeeper, uh, Acevedo. Acevedo. The, I, I just know he has the freaking um, the Uncle Jesse haircut, the hairstyle. <laughs> I think that's his name, Acevedo. Okay, so Santos Laguna goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, it is Car- it is Carlos Acevedo. Oh, that's a good guess. <laughs> yeah, he has that. He looks like he 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 rocks the hell out of the Uncle Jesse hairstyle. <laughs> like he looks like Uncle Jesse. Well, he, no, he doesn't look like John Samuels. But I mean, the hairstyle for sure. But yeah, so like, yeah, Santos Laguna are pretty good. I feel like you expect Monterrey and America to be in the top four. Pachuca, I mean, they were amazing last season. So, so yeah, I think the I think the top four. I think this is a very fair top four. I don't know about you, Edward. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's good. I mean, um. I mean, can you really expect America to be out of it? Like, really? Like, oh man, they they've been on a run. I know. That's why I'm like, yeah, I don't really expect them to be off of it. Monterrey, of course. You know, I was seeing them up top. Um, remember now, you always say you're my beloved Pachuca. I'm like, hey, it was like Pachuca, you know, with Chucky Lozano and everything. Like, they they were they were balling. Now it's like it's a hit or miss now. Yeah, that's very true. 
Yeah, so. Yeah, so that's the top so, four. Those are guys that are guaranteed a position in the quarterfinals. Now the guys are fighting for a quarterfinal position. The reclassification in fifth place, we got Tigres taking on 12th place Nakaxa. I'm sorry, Justin Verlander. I don't think your team's going to pull an upset here. Um, no. Especially after, after what Gignac did, you know, on the, this past weekend. So the man mm-hmm. has found some form. So, and I forget that they still have Thauvin over there. So. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think, I think, I think, uh, FIFA got rid of League Imekis. Really? I don't know. Cause when I was, I think I was looking up like teams that the leagues that they had featured in, in, uh, FIFA 23. I didn't see Liga Mackeys, but maybe maybe the article I read just didn't have it. Maybe, and then maybe. and then when uh when I uh when I was doing the scouting, uh I noticed that like I couldn't scout in Mexico for players. Hmm. Like for players in, in that oh, wait, was it for yeah, it, no. Yeah, when I was trying to scout like the league. I couldn't scout uh, League of Mimikis. That's so weird. No way. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, they took out League of Mimikis. Oh my god. What the hell? Well, well all those America and Chio fans. Oh, it's because Konami got League of Mimikis. LPS? Well, now it's called eFootball. eFootball. Well, it looks like I'm buying eFootball. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to re-download FIFA 22. It's essentially the same game. Mm-hmm. Uh, God dang it. Yeah, I wasted my money. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, Tigers versus Nakaksa. I'm sorry, I don't see an upset here. Mm-hmm. I I just don't. Uh, maybe 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 just brother. Maybe who knows? Uh, all right. The other game is sixth place Toluca taking on eleven place Fares. I will say I am very impressed by Toluca this this season. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. they had one hell of a run. They had one you know quite the time at first place for a while. Um, but this makes sense. A sixth place does make a lot of sense for them. Um. They they had a you know I I, I honestly I, I I'm I'm content with what uh, Toluca did. Um, I think they can beat Juarez. I don't think that this is a trap game in any way whatsoever. Uh, I think this team is a little bit more, which is crazy because they basically like bought a whole new team. Uh, it was what Toluca did, and um, so I'm in, I, as a Toluca fan, I'm actually very happy with what they did this year. They turned it around. Um, can they be a, a dark horse? Uh, no, but. I think that this is a good sign, at least for the future, for Toluca. But yeah, I do, I do have them beating Juarez. Okay. I mean, same here, honestly. All right. The next game is seven place Cruz Azul taking on ten place Leon. I have Leon beating beating Cruz Azul. Leon. I have Leon beating Cruz Azul. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be a tough eight. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun game. Um, I just know never to count out Leon. And, and and according to your friend, Cruz Azul is cursed. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's going to prevail? The curse or the friskiness of Leon? So, right. 
So I actually can see Leon win this one. And then the last game, which is the eighth and ninth place team, which could be could be probably the more closer game, which is eighth place Puebla taking on ninth place Chivas. Chivas, who early in the season didn't couldn't even win a game, found themselves here. But to be fair, I, I mean know. it's like eighteen teams that are in La Liga, so and and twelve make it to the play and make it to to playoffs technically. So I mean, you know, it wasn't like that far of a shot that they wouldn't make it, but you never, yeah. you didn't expect a team that didn't that hasn't registered a win yet to to have gone here. So that's that's great. That's great for them. Um, I don't know with this one. I know Puebla. Puebla has Dozy Altador, so I'm not saying that that makes them better. But, uh, I can. I can also see this isn't really an upset because it's like I said eighth and ninth place, but I can see Chivas win this one. Okay, so I, I actually agree with you there. I, I'm going for Chivas on this one. So, <clears throat> all right, Edward, dark horse. Who do you think is a dark horse here? Honestly, Leon. I 100% agree. <laughs> I was like, I just see the names and I know the teams and I'm like, okay, honestly, Leon. That's the dark horse. Like, Leon in the playoffs, I know that they got they, like a lot they're on, of... They're on something. They're on something else. Like, when they're on the playoffs, they're on something else. Like, I think, I think they may, that may be their plan, like, to just do like, well <laughs> enough in the league to where they get like, okay, we're going to make it to the playoffs. All right, but now it's full of stuff. Because they pulled that stuff off before. And it's worked. So, my, my, my strategy when defending, F it. Uh, someone's out there somewhere. F it. We'll make it to the playoffs somehow. Yeah, right. There you go. So, yeah, I can see Leon as a good dark horse. Um, I'll just say, who do you think is your favorite? Uh, my favorite from all 12 teams? Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, this is a tough one actually. Because even the even the, the underdogs have been having a decent decent run uh, these past couple of days, these past couple of games. Um, shoot. <sighs> I guess I'm gonna have to go with Leon, honestly. Dang, you got Leon doing it. Yeah, pretty much. Alright, I'm I'm gonna be boring and I'm gonna say America. Like yeah, there yeah, is yeah. no way. I'm serious. Like I'm not trying to jinx him in any way. There is no way. And I seriously mean this. No way how well this team has been playing. They are the best attacking team. Like this whole season. They've been the best attacking team. They have been the cleanest team, which is shocking to hear that. Um, you know, they they have the fewest the fewest yellow cards on on them. I think also red cards as well. So they they've been playing clean. They've been scoring goals. Um, they're not that far off defensively either. I mean, Monterrey has been the best defensive team, but I think with Liga mm-hmm. Mekis, you usually you're better off being the better attacking team than the defensive team. Um, from what I've seen so far, because I mean, Pachuca was the best defensive team and they didn't win it last season. Um, it it has to be America this year. It I, uh, like I, this team is too good right now. Like I, I just don't know what else to say. Everybody's clicking. Freaking freaking uh, Mar- uh Martin 
the 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 forward that they got there. I think he's probably gonna get called up for the Mexican national team for the World Cup. Um, so I mean, their team is just really stacked, and and then you forget that you have the captain uh, Memo Ochoa there. This could be maybe his, I don't know if this is really his last game, but I, I'm just saying like they, they gotta win one for Memo Ochoa. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, uh, it has to be America. Like. And, and no, I'm not trying to jinx America here. I'm, I'm just, I'm dead serious. Like, I, I think America is really good this season. So it, it finished strong. I, I mean, well, I mean, lately uh, the first seed hasn't panned out too well for them. But, um, but yeah, I think America could win it. But all right, man, moving on. It's a game to recap. Everyone, what's your game to recap? All right. So my game to recap, and you might be surprised because I'm actually going to Liga MX and. I'm actually going to recap one of your teams, uh, one of your teams' games, uh, Toluca, and when they played against Querétaro, Toluca beat Querétaro four to one. Um, Toluca had fifty three percent of the possession, but Querétaro outshot them fifteen to thirteen. Three of them being on target to their six to Toluca six on target. So think about it: six shots on target and four goals. That means they. I was like, not a bad day at the office. You know, and um, so Toluca, the Toluca goals came from Fernandez on the 30th, the penalty, Navarro on the 45th, or uh, stoppage time, <clears throat> on the first half, and San Bezo on the 58th, and a penalty, and on the 77th. So. Yeah, I think yeah. this was just one of the, and weirdly enough, this is when they decided to unveil their, uh, their, their, uh, Dia de los Martos jerseys, which you know, yeah. we, all, we all voted on being the ugliest jersey. Yeah, I mean, the doesn't, thing is, like, doesn't they, look they that bad really, when you win. <laughs> no, I mean, they played really, really good, man. Like they played really freaking. Keep wearing those. Keep wearing those jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, like it this was like they, the legitimately was like everyone voted on this being the worst jersey on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, me, and Spencer all voted on this one being the worst one. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so yeah, no, great game for Luca. This is how you want to end your season, and and hopefully this could lead to a big push for the playoffs. So, so yeah, uh, yeah, big game. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What's your recap? Oh man, I'm sure everybody was hoping this game would have ended a little bit differently, but I didn't <laughs> see that happening. And that is, of course, the North London Derby: Arsenal beating Tottenham. Three to one. This Aww. game, Edward, mm-hmm. was enjoyable from every second. Except, like, well, obviously, but at you know, one point, kind of sucked. But <laughs> it does not matter. Arsenal won. Tottenham continues to Tottenham. I told y'all, I don't believe in this team. I don't think they're going to win a trophy. I'm, that's why I made the jersey bet. And, and you know what? I was right. That's all I got to say. Arsenal had 65% of the possession in this match. Uh, Arsenal was just the possession team. I think Tottenham, obviously, they're more, they're going to be going off of that counter attack because of what they have with, uh, with Pirisic and, and Son and Harry Kane and, and, uh, who they have in the right. For the coolest FC? No, I know he came off the bench. Uh, yeah. oh, um, Richarlson. Uh, yeah, like, uh-huh. They had, they had, they had, I know their front is, is pretty quick, but 
when when a team that knows how to possess, they can they can handle the counterattack pretty well. And on and so anyways, but Arsenal outshot them twenty two to seven, which is expected since they had they were having the possession most of the time. And they even beat them with shots on target with nine to three. Arsenal's goals came from Thomas Party on the twentieth minute, Gabby Jesus at the forty ninth minute, and someone has been doing some pretty good, playing pretty good. I still want him out. Um, Chaka in the sixty seven <laughs> minutes, where's the goal? I knew it. I knew you were. There was no red card in between uh, between his goals, so that's that's impressive. There you go. <laughs> no it's improvement. It's improvement. It's, it's improvement. Improvement. Still want him out. Um, but, but yeah, no, it was a overall just good game. And, and to me, what makes it funny was the fact that Tottenham's goal was by Harry Kane and off a penalty. So in all their, they couldn't they couldn't get a single shot on goal. Um, they they had to go to penalty. So they didn't couldn't even score a goal on open play. And apparently, they had this great attack. So, and, and I mean, you know, you know, obviously Gabriel made a costly, a costly error when he caught, led to that penalty. But, and you know what? This was a really good win. It was great to see the Tottenham fans leave the stadium. Um, Arsenal fan TV was 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 the sight to see of them their reactions to this to this win. So, yeah, all, all in all, it was it, it's a great weekend to be an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Because Arsenal beat Tottenham three to one. Oh, luckily, I don't think we have a Tottenham hat. Tottenham hat, yeah, Tottenham fan around here. There's a writer in belly up. That is. Oh man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> fuck Tottenham. He's gonna listen to this. He's gonna listen to this, and he's gonna be like, "Fuck you, Hunter. <laughs> fuck Tottenham." <laughs> Arsenal won three to one. That's all you gotta know. Three to one. And he's wearing his and he's wearing his Arsenal jersey, by the way. So I am. It's also the Len- <laughs> it's also my Leno jersey. Oh man. <laughs> well, hmm. well, there you go. So yeah. Now full goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. Rick. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. All right. Players of the week. Players of the week is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch has. A sick uh, line of clothing, all partnered by the Players Associations for the MLB, uh, NBA, and the and and MLS. I was, I was trying to figure out if I said Major League Baseball or I said MLS <coughs> first. But yeah, they they they, they uh, work with these players associations. They also make some pretty cool college shirts. So if you're a fan of college sports team, well, you know, they they have some some sick gear about for your college as well. Uh, but yeah, man. Great shirts, very comfortable. Um, you know, had to get me my Kyle Tucker shirt, you know, because I love Kyle Tucker. Nobody got me, Kyle Tucker does. And I got me a football is life shirt, um, because football is life. And so I, I like that shirt. I got in that dynamo orange, or maybe for this case, that dash orange, because it, congratulations to Houston Dash for making their first NWSL playoff appearance in their club's history. So really excited about that. Can't wait to see them hopefully make a good run in the NWSL playoffs. Uh, but yeah, so if you guys use the code insert name at checkout at intheclutch.com, you'll save 10% off on your purchase. So thanks again to In The Clutch for being a great partner for insert name FC and Belly of Sports. Yeah. All right, so, everyone. I was about to say, I was like, you want me to tell you my players with me? Yeah, go ahead. All right. 
So my player of the week is Erling Holland. How, how bad trick. does this hurt you? Not very, honestly. I'm gonna be honest here. Not very. I know it hurts Miguel. Right? To be honest, like the way that Manchester United was looking at it, I think this Miguel was very quiet. <laughs> I know, but I think Manchester United needs to be humbled like this, like the, the fans and everybody. They just need to be humble because it's not like, to be honest, even with the players they, they just got and everything and the way that everything's forming out, they still need so much work, man. I was like, wow, it was intense. But anyways, just going back to that, going back to the player of the week. Uh, so Erling Haaland who scored a hat-trick in Manchester City's 6-3 debacle against Manchester United. And uh, the thing is, He's literally, he's only played this many games. He's literally nine goals away from last season's Golden Boot winning total. And there are still 30 games left. Yeah. He's also the youngest so, player to get a hat trick. So, he get, you know, no, he's also the youngest player to get three simultaneous hat tricks in three games in a row. This, this guy, this guy's not human. That's all I got to say. That's why they call him the cyborg. <laughs> this and, is ridiculous. Yeah, and with 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 Edwards uh, <laughs> once again another addition to Edwards' tally of Erling Haaland selections. Um, Erling Haaland is one vote away behind our current leader Robert Lewandowski. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it could po- this could possibly go back. Well, actually, now the World Cup is gonna Erling Haaland does not have the World Cup, so. Ooh, man. Yeah. Ooh. It'll be hilarious if someone, like, out of nowhere, just because the World Cup wins this thing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, think about it this way. Think about it this way. Think about it when Thomas first started with Colombia. Like, you know, like when, when, when he was basically like the Wonder Kid. Like, he just came out of nowhere and everybody was like, man, he's scoring these crazy goals. He's playing really good for Colombia in the World Cup. He, man- he managed to take. He helped the team all the way up there, you know. So everybody was like, "This kid should be the kid for the World Cup tournament." So imagine if somebody just does that. Like hell, for all we know, it could be Phil Foden doing that shit, like carrying England, or or, or Mbappe carrying France, or you know, like. Betty carrying Spain, like you know, just just that that kind of that kind of flair, you know. But anyways, Hector, who is your player of the week? Uh, my player of the week is. What if I told you there was another player that scored a hat trick in that Manchester United Man City game? <laughs> what? No, you must be joking, and then that's me being sarcastic. Yeah, uh, the other guy that scored a hat trick in, in the Manchester City United game was Bill Foden. <laughs> this is literally uh, something you would only see in FIFA. <laughs> so, <Yep. laughs> uneasy. Dude, no well, joke. no, because this no is joke. also poor defense. So, because they yeah. gave up three goals. But, yeah. Yeah, so Phil Foden, he scored a hat-trick in Manchester City's 6-3 win against Manchester United. So, yeah, Phil Foden gets another vote. He now has two votes 
for player of the year. Um, so that's going to be maybe he, maybe, maybe he's the one that we were talking about the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, shoot, you might have that chance if he presses high on the U.S. men's national team. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, full circle moment here. <laughs> but all right, congratulations to Erling Haaland and Phil Foden. We got a double, a Manchester City edition of Players of the Week. Once again, thank you to In the Clutch for being our presenting sponsor. Once again, shop with the code insert name at checkout and go ahead and get yourself a 10% discount at intheclutch.com. Yep. All right, man, some games to watch this coming weekend. We have some women's international play going on and we got the winners of the Euro England taking on the Queens of the World USA. Ooh. So, so that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one. Uh, well, at least we hope so. I mean, USA tends to dominate by who they play against. So, who knows? Uh, Germany taking on France. There's oh, two. Nice. Those are two pretty good women's international teams. Spain versus Sweden. Uh, maybe keep an eye out because obviously there's some drama going on in the the women's Spanish team. But yeah, that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. And Argentina versus Poland. Uh, that's going to be a good one. Yep. In the MLS, I'm just going to say it, it's decision day for the MLS. So it's the last day of the season. You know, everything's up for grabs, you know. So it's going to be a very intense weekend. Everybody's still fighting. People are still fighting for playoff positioning. Um, congratulations to LA, LAFC for being the Supporter Shield winners. Um, the Community Shield. I mean, Supporter Shield. The Supporter Shield. That's what it's called? Yeah, the Supporter Shield. That's for the first place team. The team with the best record in, in MLS gets this. But usually the winner of the Sports Shield does not win the MLS Cup. Well, I, I don't think any Supporters Shield winner has ever won the MLS Cup. So, so that's ironic. But LAFC, congratulations to them. But yeah, so teams are still fighting for a playoff positioning. Um, Houston Dynamo have the LA Galaxy again on decision day. Um, every time that has happened, the Dynamo usually cause a huge upset. So, you know, maybe, maybe history repeats itself here. Um, so at least that's what I'm looking forward to. In, uh, I should probably double check that there was any league I make you seems. <laughs> real quick here. Are they playing this weekend? And uh, they're not. Okay. So, no way. They are playing this weekend. I'm sorry. I'm stupid. Okay. So yeah, the reclassification for League of Mackies is this weekend. So make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. We already said the games. We are, you already know who we're, who we're picking. So go ahead and check it out yourself also for the League of Mackies. All right. In League One, we got Montpierre versus Monaco and Lille versus Lens. So those are some two, two good matchups. Like I said, it's not always got to be PSG. So. I'm, you're probably going to watch because Messi had one hell of a free kick. So, oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, so League on, always good to watch. In Syria, oh, yeah, fi- uh, yeah, by the way, you know, obviously Spencer won, won uh, his match against Edward for, for the, the singing bet uh, season. Obviously, remember, once again, we, we, we changed things up for the singing bet now. Uh, so now last place, last place has to sing 
for the end of the end of uh, the end of season episode, end of year episode. I'm sorry, end of the year episode has to sing the intro, the outro, and has to sing before before we announce the Roosevelt Spencer Player of the Year award. So, yeah. quite the impactful show. Edwards definitely got a lot to prefer, uh, to prepare for on that one. I'm sure he's he's working on that now as we speak. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, so Spencer. This is gonna suck if I literally do nothing with the with the lead that I have. I'm just gonna point that out because Edward obviously started the season with with a negative seven point uh deduction, and then Spencer also chose to do a four point deduction. And I obviously had a lead because I had no negative points. And um mm-hmm. Spencer's about to catch up with me, which is not really saying much because I only have three points. <laughs> it's not gonna look good for me. That's all I gotta say. Um. But yeah, so AC Milan is taking on Juventus. So this is big, obviously, because Edward and Spencer both uh, cheer for Juventus. So this could be a a big a big six points for them against me. So yeah, yeah. So and uh, Udinese taking on Atalanta. Udinese has actually been in quite some form uh, this season. So let's see how they do against Atalanta. And in the Bundesliga. Another opportunity for Spencer and Edward to jump over me. Bayern Munich taking on Borussia Dortmund. Ooh. So, those two, two huge robbery games coming up this weekend. So, get, get ready for that. And uh, Bayern Leverkusen taking on Schalke. That's the other game to be on the lookout for. In La Liga, we got Real Sociedad taking on Villarreal. And Barcelona taking on that pesky Celta Vigo team. Yep. Which, uh, congratulations to Xavi. He is now, was it the best, longest unbeaten streak since Zidane? Mm-hmm. He passed on Zidane? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, congrats to him. Um, but yeah. And in the EPL, Arsenal gets another big test this weekend as they take on Liverpool. Oh damn! Yeah, how are you? How are you feeling about that one? Um, I feel good. They came up a big win. Liverpool is is not looking good right now for Liverpool. <laughs> so, um, gotta take advantage of poor form. I hope. Uh, I mean, it's still Jurgen Klopp. It's still Liverpool. So you can't you can't never count those guys out. But um, if there's a time to try to beat Liverpool, this is probably the time to beat Liverpool. So. That's all I got to say. Um, and on the other side, maybe Ever- Everton, as they are going to unfortunately have to be the team that has to face Manchester United. Because, like I said, you don't want to be the team that has to play a team that just got embarrassed. Yeah. Especially when your team is Everton. That already ha- There's very lack of faith over there. Because it's Everton. And they have Frank Lampard. So, yeah, but yeah. So those are some games to look forward to this weekend. Like I said, there's there's a lot of games that you could be watching, but I think this is a good beginner's guide, if you will, uh, or maybe some people that didn't know that this game was happening this weekend. So go ahead and check those great games out. Obviously, as long as you're watching soccer, that's all that really matters. But we're gonna go ahead and take one more break, and then we'll be doing three up, three down. 
Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out the website, www.bellyupsports.com, to read some great articles from great writers all across the country, from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average, website. And we're back. All right, three up, three down. And the topic is movie sequels. And people are probably wondering, why movie sequels? Because there are certain movies that movie, the sequel is actually better than the, than the first one. And I, well, I mean, sometimes it tends to be, actually tends to be the worst. So. Yeah. So we'll obviously start, start things out with Spencer. And then Edward, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You can go first. All right. So for Spencer's three down at number three, he's got Terminator three. They killed it. All the, all they killed it literally. Oh, they killed it all. They killed it literally. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's so hard to top Judgment Day. Yeah. And they tried to. They really haven't since, to be honest. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree with Spencer. Number two, Men uh-huh. in Black International. If it ain't Tommy Lee and Will, throw it away. Okay, so he definitely hates the Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, men. Yeah, when when I think of Men in Black, I think of the one with with Tommy Lee and, and Will Smith. So, yeah. And number one, oh my god, <laughs> number one is Son of the Mask. Oh god, my fucking th- head wide though. Like. That's why it wasn't even like you would expect it to be like Jim Carrey at least cameo or something, but that was just horrible. Yeah, that was that was bad. It was cringy. Oh my god, the the CGI baby it was like cringe. It was the like C- cringe with extra cringe. The CGI baby, I was just like, yeah, yeah, that was that's a good one. All right, so for me, my 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 three down. My number three, the Marine Two. Basically, anything oh. after the Marine. I'm mean, not that the Marine. Uh, for, uh, fucking Jarhead. Jarhead Two. Jarhead Two. Oh god. Anything after Jarhead, basically, because Jarhead was based on a book written by Anthony Swafford. Jarhead Two was not written by Anthony Swafford, and literally was not even based on a true story. So. <laughs> Literally, like everything that that Jarhead was about, which wasn't even like a hardcore action movie, because it was more of like the shitty side of being in the military, which consists of alcoholism and depression. So, so like when I watched that movie, I didn't think there was no action scenes in it. And then all of a sudden, like we're gonna make a franchise out of Jarhead. And they started doing these action movies, and it was like, this is not what Jarhead was supposed to be. So, yeah, anything after Jarhead, it, it sucked. And it sucks, because that was actually one of the few movies that I actually read the book first, and I enjoyed the book. I actually read. Yeah. So, and we should tell you, yeah. and we can tell you, if I read the book, that usually means something. Yeah, it means something. All right, my number really, two. You're going to say something? I was like, he must have really enjoyed the book if he actually read a book. Yeah. My number two is um, 
The Equalizer 2. So, The Equalizer is literally the epitome of a movie that ended and ended right, and then you made a sequel for no apparent reason, except for money. <laughs> I don't know, did you ever see The Equalizer? No. With, uh, with Denzel Washington? Okay, so yeah, and the equal well, the Equalizer is based on a TV show, well, an older TV show. Mm-hmm. Then they made a movie, and then they decided to make a movie, another TV show. <laughs> Very confusing. I hate Hollywood, but um, but yeah. So the Equalizer, I enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. Um, you know, Denzel Washington plays this guy that that you know he 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 has a certain set of skills and all that, and. Then they decided to make the movie, another, a sequel to it. And I was like, and the reason why I say it, like, I hated it because literally in the first movie, he goes out of his way to basically end the Russian mafia. And then he comes, they, they make another movie and it's just like, why? Like, he ended it on a good note. Like, you know, he, he did, he did, he completed his task. Like, let him go work at Home Depot. And so, yeah, it was, it was, to me, it was stupid. And, and, and that's why I hate that movie. Um, and my number one, is um goal three. Oh, you're right. Oh god, that was a horrible. Oh god. I mean, goal two wasn't wasn't spectacular either. But goal three, like no one should, no one should have that one. Needs to be just like bar- like set on fire and then buried. Like no, never to be seen again by the light of day. <laughs> yep, you're right. Honestly, oh, yeah. So that's my three down. Ever what's your three down? All right. So my three down is uh, so okay. So um, number three, <sighs> the. It was the one that I was like, man, I don't think we really should have made this one. Um, oh, uh, Alien vs. Predator. They Alien have vs. so many of them. Alien vs. Predator 2? No, they have so many. No, okay, so they have like AVP, Alien vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator 2, they have Predator, they have Alien, like basically they have like all these movies. And I think one of them was like AVP Requiem. So it's like, it just keeps going and going and going and going. Honestly, I think what happened with, with Alien vs. Predator was the fact that like everyone saw Freddy vs. Jason and was like, that is so cool. Let's, let's do another we can one. Do that. Yeah, but and we then, can do that. I mean, I, I enjoyed Alien vs. Predator. But then when they started making more sequels... And I think it's because they kind of they got away with it because they were able to like say, "Oh, it kind of ended in a tie." Um, yeah. By the way, I stand by that Jason beat Freddy. I don't care that he wins. <laughs> it was not a tie. Jason won. He he, de- he decapitated him. I mean, that I don't know about you, but that's how you win. His was detained. But yeah, but uh, Alien vs. Predator, I enjoyed the first one, and then the second one, I wouldn't say it was terrible, but it it just was like, like I said, if it ends well, why? But once again, I'm I don't work for Hollywood, who they just want to 
shove something down your throat till you're finally saying, I, I refuse to watch this. And that's the reason why we still have like, we have like yep. 10 Fast and Furious movies. So. Yep. All right. And my number two is actually, um, damn it. Oh, uh, another two. Um, is um, shit. I had it in my freaking, my freaking tip of my tongue, bro. Like no joke. Like I had it right now. That's why I was like cutting you off so I could remember it. Oh, sorry, no, I don't remember it. <laughs> no, it's all good. I was like, fuck. Ah. Okay, so. Number okay, number two, the Superman movies. Um, like the old school, the Chris, the Christopher Regions. Oh, like, you, know, you, good. you know, like the second, the second one. One would have been good. One would have been okay. It's just second and third. I was just like, okay. I was like, I just don't understand it. that one power of his where he just threw the S at somebody. Exactly. That was, <laughs> that was, Okay. Yeah, it was just yeah. That's why I was like, yeah, no. Um, and Gene Hackman as as, as, a, as Lex Luthor. <laughs> as Lex Luthor. Gene Hackman. Great South but, Park episode, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was that was an awesome episode. That's what I liked about it. Like, that was <laughs> the, the only good, that's the only good thing about the Superman sequels. No, the Superman sequels was how they recreated it to where it was Christopher Reeves being the bad guy and. And Pac-Man. <laughs> Pac-Man being no, don't no longer call me Christopher Reeves. Call me Chris. And he sounded just evil. And then like he's like, ah, it is you, Pac-Man. I was like, what? And so he's just like, you can't do this anymore. He's like, you can't do this anymore, Christopher. You can't get the stem cells into you. No, my name is no longer Christopher. It's Chris. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I guess I get it. Is it Lex Luthor? Like, like Chris? <laughs> Lex instead of Chris? Jesus Christ. No, Jesus. <laughs> Great episode. Oh my God. But that, see? Okay, there you go. That's a twist ending right there, M. Night Shyamalan. That's a twist ending right there. You did not <laughs> expect that. There you go. Bam. You don't expect the good guy to be the bad Bam. guy. <laughs> yeah. Bam. That's that's where you throw the twist. Not this bullshit. Of, I see dead people. Nah, fuck you. That's the only movie that made, made you a shit little bite. You were dead all the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you were dead the whole time. Okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but anyways. Uh, and then my number one. Okay. I feel okay. The reason why I'm saying this is because I feel these are so repetitive, and I like them. And they were just, but they were just so repetitive. The Jaws movies. Oh yeah, I mean, how many times are they going to keep dealing with a shark? Okay, you you killed the shark. Cool. Oh, then there's a shark again. Okay, cool. He blew up. Okay, here's a shark again. You know what was oh, funny was on the on the first on the first Jaws. I think it was the first Jaws when they like show the the shark like coming and it's just uh-huh. it's like like just not even like swimming. It's just going straight at you. Yeah, man. No, the funny part was the funny part was to me. I can't remember which Jaws it was. Oh, Cool J was like a cook there. He oh no, survived. that's a that's not that's not that's not Jaws. Was it not Jaws? Uh, what's it called? 
Because I had Samuel Jackson in it too. No, uh, I, I don't think so. That was Anaconda, I think. No, yeah, uh, no, Anaconda had Ice Cube. Uh, Did? Yeah, yeah, it was Ice Cube and um, and Jennifer Lopez. It was a Deep Impact. No, I don't know. No, Deep it's Impact. A, uh, 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 Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's But yeah, but anyways, but yeah, I was like, I was kind of tired of the Jaws movies already because it was like Jaws two, Jaws, Jaws. It was Jaws, Jaws two, and then Jaws three D. And then Jaws the Revenge, like, bruh, come on. Yeah, the Jaws definitely, definitely. And then, so then it evolved cool, like, into Sharknado. Oh god, <laughs> Sharknado. Jeez, man. All right, all right. So, all right. message three up. Number three, Jurassic World, instant classic, all over again. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think anybody hates on the Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World. Oh yeah, oh no, those are those are awesome. So. You know me, I'm a big fan of those. All right, number two, Top Gun, Maverick, Goose. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, okay, don't judge me. Um, what? I still haven't seen Top Gun. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I still haven't seen Top Gun, Maverick. Oh wow. Well, and I want to. Don't worry. I love Top Gun. <laughs> so, why haven't you? I just don't have the time. <laughs> oh my god! You should have just gone to one. Uh, on I don't your, have the time. But I'm days. over here watching the freaking Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix series. <laughs> I already finished it. I was very, I was debating on why why not to watch it. Mainly was because like I'm not entirely sure if they're gonna like romanticize Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, mm, it's not more. Well, I don't think so. No, I mean, uh, no, like, like I, I, I mean, I'm already at the second. I watched. The, I was watching the first episode. I watched the first episode, and then I was starting to watch the second one. It really doesn't romanticize him. But the only reason why I'm saying is because, like, you know, Netflix kind of did that with the te- with Ted Bundy. Uh, yeah. With, with well, I mean, movie. you gotta think about it. Well, I mean, you gotta think about it. Like the guy that played Ted Bundy was Zac Efron. Zac Efron's known as like a like a high school high school sweetheart well, I mean, kind of guy. Not. I mean. And then, and then he played uh, the dude from Baywatch, and then he played some other dude, and like all this other romantic movies. So I mean, how are you not gonna romanticize? You got a freaking Aaron Peters who freaking basically played a bad, a good slash bad guy all throughout the American Horror Stories. Uh, yeah, he, he, wasn't he one of the things? Wasn't he like one of the American Horror Stories? Wasn't he the serial killer? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I, I guess he continued. All right, but yeah. So Top Gun Maverick. But it's funny because. But it's funny because like a lot of people are like, if you know Evan Peters from from Dahmer, they're like, but you don't know him. He's like, you don't know him really like I do. I know him from Ever Back Down, and I was like, damn, that is true. He was <laughs> he was the little horny friend. <laughs> friend, yeah, he was a friend that pushed him. Yeah, and then he did, ne- and then he did Never Back Down too, and ruined that franchise too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, thanks, Evan. thanks, Evan Peters. I don't think he ruined it. It was more of like the people that it was already Hollywood. It was already played out. Like the whole street fighting stuff. It was already played out. And then number one, Bad Boys for Life. Well worth the wait. Bunny Nose Returns. Laugh my ass off. (laughs) I still have not seen Bad Boys for Life. (laughs) I have not either. Bad Boys, Mm -hmm. I mean, instant classic, in my opinion. 
friggin' Bad Boys. Bad Boys 2 was great. Um, I'm sure Bad Boys for Life will be great too. Uh, I need to watch. I, I, you know, that's, I think that's what I'm doing this weekend besides watch soccer is going to be, uh, catching up on movies that I should have watched a long time ago. So yeah. All right. So my three up for my number three. Um, Rocky two. Wow! Really? Yeah, I mean, the Rocky one. Obviously, I love Rocky movies. The Rocky movies are great. Uh, if I had to pick the Rocky movie that I prefer, obviously, it's Rocky Four. Is you know? Oh no, no, no! I'm not. No, I take the back. Not Rocky Four. Rocky Three because of Clubber Lang. But good, but obviously because uh, even Drago is always a good one. But I, I Clubber Lang to me was the best villain. And then I tried not to acknowledge Rocky Balboa too much, but it does have a great speech in, in that movie. That movie has a great speech. That's what covers for it. Um, but, um, but yeah, Rocky two, I just liked it because it, it, you know, it's a continuation. And then obviously now, now Rocky's getting all this attention and he's kind of struggling with, you know, obviously he's trying not to be a fighter, but then he's like, I kind of, I still kind of want to fight. So yeah, Rocky two, really good sequel after. Just a really good movie in Rocky. Um, my number two is, is, uh, Toy Story 2. All right. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Toy Story 2. Um, especially because of, of the, 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 the introduction to, to Emperor Zerg. Oh, yeah. And then the other Buzz Lightyear. Destroy Buzz Lightyear. Destroy Buzz Lightyear. And obviously they had the the Star Wars, <laughs> the, the Star Wars uh, <laughs> reference. Oh yeah. And then Buzz thinks he's oh, I'm your father. No. And, and it was just funny to see like Buzz like do the same thing that Woody did to him when he thought he was an astronaut. <laughs> yeah. When he just. Opens up his uh, his helmet. He starts pretending like he starts acting like he can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. That's how you knew. Yep. So that was a good one. And my number one is is oof, and there's so many, so many good sequels out there. Um. Uh, God dang it. Um. And this is this is the one that gets really hard. Um. Yeah, screw it. Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I take it back. I take it back. Uh, no, yeah, the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> no, Back to the Future 2. Right. Back to the Future 2. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Back to the Future 2. It's a great one. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so what's your three up? Alright, so my three up is number three. I guess the Fast and the Furious franchise, like, it's like a hit or, it's like a hit and miss. Like, they, they did a lot of good movies and stuff. It's just, they just kind of went overboard at, at, like, recently. So I don't know what to expect for the next one. Because I mean, I appreciate they, they acknowledge the ridiculousness of this, of the series is now. Yeah. 
Drew, Ty- Drew, Ty- Drew the best character, Tyrese. <laughs> Oh god! Man. The fact that he's the one that acknowledges the ridiculousness of the, of the movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So that one. Um. It was um. That's my number three. Uh, Fast and Furious movies. Number two. All right. So number two, the sequels. Um, the Harry Potter movies. Okay. I mean, they were the books originally, so then technically the movies, you know, they're they're, they're good. They're they're good. good. I like them. I like them. And number one, and this is just, I don't know if I can put it. Maybe I can, can I switch my, my number three to my number one? Sure. So my number three technically would be Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Because of Johnny Depp. Number two, uh, where is it? Number two. <laughs> number two, the Harry Potter. And then number one would be Fast and the Furious franchise. All right. Because of Cars, Paul Walker, and Diesel, Tyrese. And, yeah. All right, man. And that's three up, three down. And that's the episode. We want to give a shout out to Belly Up Podcast Network. Go ahead and check out their website, bellyupsports.com. Also follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Um, if you guys love our logo, it's a great logo. It was made by Alejandra Gomez and her company, A&G Graphics. If you guys need a logo done, go ahead and hit her up on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g. Doc graphics with an X. I love her. I love you, I love you. You good? I love you. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> right. And of course, shout out to our producer, our everything, the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award, Roosevelt Spencer. Um, you know, yeah, he, he does our beats. He has the episode. So we love him. We care about him. Um, you know, we, we, we gave him a, a big treat for his birthday and got him a Miles Robinson Atlanta United jersey. So we, we, we you know, we like to, we like to spoil him with jerseys. So yeah. <laughs> this is now the second jersey we gave him and he loved it. So, you know, appreciate, appreciate the love for him. We always want to show, uh, show us our, show him our gratitude. And, um, if you guys love the beats, if you guys love the intro and outro, everything he does, I, by the way, Love the, the the wake me up when September ends outro that I asked him to do. Um, yeah, it was sick. I loved it. Um, so Spencer is like I said, I just ask things and Spencer just he sure just tells me he, he can do it. Uh, I don't think he's ever told me he he couldn't. Um, if he did, it's probably maybe just because he doesn't want to deal with copyright. So, but yeah, but usually he, he, he does it, and when he does it, he he knocks it out of the park. Um, but yeah, so. Go ahead and give him a follow at, on Instagram at that guy dope. If you guys need some beats done, um, go ahead and hit him up there. And yeah, because Spencer's really damn good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But all right, that's episode 106. Thank you so much for listening. Catch us next week for episode 107. Take care, guys.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 